0: This is a podcast about the um, promises of God and this next one is called Our Savior Removes the Veil He removes the veil. Steve Gretsch here with a different drummer. And um I just I love this. It's it's so good how our Lord works in our lives. He he changes us, doesn't he? Um second Corinthians three sixteen says But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is is taken away. So, um, let me let me read a few more verses. It might kind of um, it kind of explains that the law. Um, this is actually an a, a, the next verse earlier, Second Corinthians three fifteen says, even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil covers their hearts. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of a section of Scripture that's explaining the law and the usefulness of it. Uh, we also know that Satan Veil, 2 Corinthians 4, four in the next chapter, says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that, dis- uh, that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So... Uh, I, I love the way Paul writes. Uh, he's so descriptive. He he kind of labors things, but yet he he says that the veil is removed once we turn to Christ. Once we turn to the Lord, we um my, my teacher of old used to always say that we we um oh I forget what I, it's in one of those, the Thessalonians I think it's First Thessalonians says that we turn to God from idols. And the idols represent the things of this earth, the things that we used to trust in, earthly things, our own works, our own uh, efforts. And um, it just, uh, it's not... It's not the gospel we are trusting our own we're trusting ourselves rather than what Jesus has done to save us. But whenever we turn to the Lord and submit, we submit to Him and we trust in Him and we confess our sins and we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, He takes the veil away. It's gone. Isn't that wonderful? We have peace with God at this, and the barrier is broken down, like it says in Ephesians two, thirteen through fourteen. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for He Himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. The um, I, I know from my own experience, there was definitely, definitely a dividing wall of hostility. I um, I just remember when the gospel was given to me. I just. I I thought that the person was kind of a freak, and it was, and I just wanted to get rid of him. I had it, I had wanted no part of this, and I did whatever I had to do to make you know just you know accept Jesus and you know go, now go away. And it was I that was I was hostile. I was there was a wall of hostility there, and God did work on me. He drew me to Himself, and He has, um, he's, he has saved me, but it's a work of God. It's, it's, through the blood of Jesus, through His own Son, He turns. We turn from earthly things, the things we have trusted in. Oh, here it is! Um, it's amazing how that verse just showed up. And may know it's First Thessalonians one nine says, "For they, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell us how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God." There it is. We turn and serve the Lord, and He takes away this veil. He has promised this veil that. That blinds us that Satan, Satan has blinded us. But God saves us and gives us salvation, gives us eternal life, and then wonderfully transforms us. 2, Two Corinthians three eight says, "And we all who, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into the image with ever increasing glory." which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I mean, isn't this just... I mean, I'm trying to keep these podcasts, you know, under 10 minutes, around 10 minutes. There these verses in Corinthians with Paul's writings are so packed, aren't they? I mean, where does a person begin? Um, so uh, I also wanted to point out that we are... Uh, um, it's so different, isn't it? Uh, weird. Uh, let me just read this verse. It says, Job... In Job thirty-three, three says, "My words came from an upright heart. My lips sincerely speak what I know." Um, wow. We, um, my again, my my teacher of old would say that he would explain how when we are sincere about something, and I think I said this in an earlier podcast that. It's it's sinisire, which is which means without wax. We don't have a covering. We don't have the veil. We don't. We're not. We we are completely laid bare, like it says in Hebrews. We're laid bare before the Son of God, and He sees all. And so, the Lord does this. We speak with an upright heart. My words come from an upright heart, and He speaks what He knows. I. This is a person that's. I love this. This is a person that's all in. We are all in. Um, And uh, again, my old teacher would talk about being not half baked. I don't know if you've ever pulled the pizza out of the oven when it wasn't quite ready and maybe had a bite of it. And you want it to be a little brown on top. I, You know, it's got to be a little browned in the middle. Otherwise, it's, it's almost kind of mushy and half-baked. And so in Numbers 14, it's 24, it says, But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land uh, he went to. And his descendants will inherit it. Wholehearted devotion to the Lord. Isn't that, isn't that what we all want? We just do. Um, and we spend time in the Word and we delight in it. Isn't that just the way God intended it? And in the, in, in the New Testament, Ephesians 6, 7, it says, "...to serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not people." I you know sometimes it's hard you know we're on the job we're trying to serve that boss serve our masters I think it's the right thing to do to serve your master your the the person who's paying you has who's got whose name is at the bottom of the check that you get every two weeks and it's at, and you serve him wholeheartedly but we serve God wholeheartedly and it's it's a it's just a it's all of us my whole heart and my whole being isn't that great. And I love how we talk about the church, our, the role of the church. In 1 Peter 5, 5, it says, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And as we humble ourselves towards God, and we can also submit towards each other and um and uh love one another in the body and we we press on together until the lord comes or he calls us home there's so many Wonderful things in the Word. Uh, and here's another example of wholehearted love. Sorry, I'm not trying to hogpile here, but so, um, usually I don't. But this uh, this episode, I'm kind of hogpiling a little. <laughs> Sorry about that. Second Chronicles 19.9 says, He gave them these orders. You must serve faithfully and wholeheartedly in the fear of the Lord. I just kind of like pointing out, you know, both Old and New Testament, how things are you know, it's it's all good. It's all meant for for teaching and yeah, so. Anyways, I I wanted to point out also in this podcast that um, I've always been uh, um, curious about the thief on the cross. His you know his veil was removed too. He feared God when he said what he said on the cross. He was listening to Jesus' sayings on the cross. He had to have heard them. And I often wondered how it is he got saved because he was one of those that was, you know, throwing hurling insults at Jesus at the beginning. And then somewhere along the line, he gets, God did a work in him. And I think he was, he was hearing the sayings of Jesus. And I, I, I wonder too, well, I'll get to that. But the thing that he said that was profound and I knew that he was a believer is that he feared God. He feared God. He knew that he deserved death. And he knew that Jesus is the King. He those three things for sure. And then, um, based on what he said, and that's that's the gospel. It is that man was saved, and Jesus said, "You're going to be with me in paradise." And the thief on the cross's veil was gone, and he was only alive just a short time longer. Uh, he heard Jesus' sayings on the cross, um, so he knew. I often wondered what it is that he knew when he may have heard some scripture that changed him. How it, how that happened? Um, he, um, I, I think. Uh, now this is kind of hearsay, possibly, but I kind of mentioned this to my pastor on Sunday, and he loved the idea. But I, I'm thinking it's possible that he was he may have been present at at the Sermon on the Mount this thief on the cross, uh, he said, When Jesus said in Matthew 7, 23, Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. This thief, I'm wondering if he didn't hear that. I don't have a shred of evidence to prove it. But I'm wondering if he didn't, because he said the most amazing thing on the cross. And um, he told he asked Jesus, to remember me when you come as king. He wanted Jesus to remember him. He, The veil was gone. He was born again. He feared God. He knew he deserved death, and he knew that Jesus is king, and he wanted Jesus to remember him. Anyways, um, I don't normally like making predictions or you know, trying to, you know, conjure up and stir the pot for some hearsay or whatever. It's definitely don't want to be heretical, but I just kind of wonder if he wasn't there. Um, So that's the thief on the cross. Um, Just a wonderful example, I think. And his, uh, I do know that his veil was gone and the Lord took it away. He was, and he was useful for the gospel. He cried, he said these things, Jesus Come as, you know, remember me when you come as king. He was proclaiming Christ. So in his last days, his last hours, he was um, proclaiming the excellencies of Christ, as it says in, I believe, 1 Peter 2. I always forget where that is. Sorry about that. Um, so I'll close with this in Colossians 3, 1 through 2. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on the things above where Christ is Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Well, I hope you have a great day, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.